Good, beautiful motherfucking morning to all you sexy motherfuckers. So today's topic, we're gonna talk about sex while I'm depression, and, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna use my, my myself obviously as an example, and to all the facts that I have, which may not be facts to the rest of the world, <clears throat> but they are facts to me. And goddamn, whoo! Oh. Y'all are bearing witness to this. Oh, shit. That was... Oh, fuck. Oh, yes. Woo. That's a damn good fucking stretch. God damn. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> probably didn't sound like a stretch. <laughs> so, uh, let's talk about some bullshit statements. I've heard growing up and most of my life that... And hell, even fucking uh, Afro Man has a fucking song about it, where in his lyrics, he goes, oh, what does it go? There are some things that we need to do every other day or two. I don't remember it. Anyway, it, I, for me personally, it's, it's a bullshit statement where I need to get off or have an orgasm, which is obviously the same thing, every other couple of days. Now, when I was real young, I'd say from the ages of 9 to 12, I've heard that it was like every 72 hours, a man has to have an orgasm or he's going to go batshit crazy. Now, through the years, I've very loosely researched it and I think it's absolutely bullshit because some dudes, it's like, I mean, let's face reality. There are some dudes that just need to fucking have their dick in something all the fucking time. I mean, come on, ladies. <laughs> you know you can relate to that, dude. <laughs> and then again, there are some ladies where... <laughs> yeah, that's all they want. <laughs> come on, guys. <laughs> Y'all know you know a couple of them. <laughs> oh, wait. Is your wife in the room? No, no. He don't know what that's like. Oh, my God. He was a virgin when he met you. <laughs> I ain't covering for nobody's ass here. Anyway, uh, I believe in my personal life, it's, it's a bullshit thing. I think it's literally a mind and emotional and spiritual thing. There are times where, fuck, I mean, like, all right, let's just call this the fuck out. I believe there are two types of men in this world. This is a joke, obviously. This is not something I truly believe. But it's a joke. I believe there are two types of men in this world. Those who jack off and those who lie about it. So with that being said, like, I've gone months, months without an orgasm. I've done it multiple periods throughout my life. Um, now, in order to understand an orgasm, you got to slightly understand science and chemicals. Our body produces chemicals all the fucking time. You know, the flight or flight syndrome, fight, not flight or flight, fight or flight syndrome is a chemical. It's an overload of adrenaline. There's also a couple other chemicals in there. You know, when it comes to staying awake, your melatonin, which is the chemical that your body produces to put you to sleep serotonin which is the chemical your body produces while you're awake now those chemicals can be produced by body alone does now for example what i mean by that is melatonin is produced when there's lower levels of light 
aka dark. Serotonin is produced when there are higher levels of light, aka daytime. Our body can get fucked up with those chemicals. Things like depression, anxiety, um, an overload of or an overload of the stimulants of you know just stress and life and everything. We can throw our own chemicals off balance. Now, an orgasm is the chemicals. Uh, one of the ones is serotonin, which is a happy. Up, well, it's not a happy. It's an upper. A what is it? Yeah, serotonin, which is an upper. Dopamine, which is the happy one. There's I forget the others. Anyway, that's all produced in an orgasm. Now, it is clinically proven, and there are scientific studies to prove it, that the same mental reaction that our bodies go through, and physical reaction to an extent, without the actual pulsating of the vaginal and penal areas, our minds go through the, and bodies go through the same thing as, say, for example, sniffing a line of coke, snorting, sniffing, whatever you want to call it. The same fucking effect happens. Now, cocaine is not natural to the body, but it allows the body to produce chemicals of being up, being awake, being alert, being happy. Same thing with meth, same thing with pot, same thing with all these other fucking drugs. Now, as far as the orgasm is concerned, I do not believe it is actual fact that we have to have, as human beings, an orgasm in any extended period of time. Now, the reason I say that is because I've actually uh, experimented with myself. Um, I had a girlfriend that was more than willing to experiment with me. And by that, I mean, yes, there was a lot of sexual innuendo in there, but also she herself was willing to experiment because... In her own right, she had her own little experiments that she wanted to try to figure out. And it was beautiful that we had both met each other at this experimental stage in our lives where we had found somebody that was willing to partake in these experiments as well. Not just the good, but also the bad. You know, all of it. And, like, for me personally, I had found, like, the first time we had uh, went without sex, we went, I think it was four or five days. And part of the experiment was no, like no teasing each other. Like, you know, she couldn't bend over all sexy. Like I couldn't come in, you know, I couldn't do all sweaty little poses. We could not purposefully try to stimulate the other person just to go as long as we could. Well, four or five days and it just got to the point where, like, oh, God, there, oh, my God. It was beautiful. Mm. The passion was there. The drive was there. The intensity was there. It was all fucking there. Four or five days. The next time we did it, I think we ended up going, like, two weeks without sex. Now, on both occasions, we both experienced depression. We both experienced uh rounds of aggression, not like physical violence or anything, but we were just snappy at each other. Now, that was literally going with just focusing on no sex. Now, sex, the, the, the not sex, the actual act, but the orgasm is a release of all the happy chemicals. Yes, there is a focal point for this, 
But if you take that focal point out, how do you release these chemicals to give you a state of euphoria to be happy? So, for example, the next time we did it, we ended up going close to two months without having sex. Now, the reason was, is now we were focused on how do we create these chemicals without having sex, literally putting us at the forefront of choosing to be happy more often. Like they say, the age-old saying is, you know, uh, it's this little things that add up. Well, it's the little things that do add up. It's also the big things that add up. Everything in life adds up. But when we were more focused on creating that euphoric moment, like for example, the two months that we did this study for on ourselves, we went camping, we went fishing, I mean, damn near daily fishing. Uh, every day we'd go out for a uh, evening hike together and it was so calming and so peaceful. Yes, it brought us closer together because there was an actual intent on what is there more beyond the physical part of our relationship, but it was, what can we do to produce the happiness together? That was the first part of the, or the, excuse me, that was the first month. What could we do together to increase our connection beyond sex? And then second, that second month where we, like literally, we sat down and it's like, you know, babe, I feel good right now. You know, like, yeah, I could, we could definitely have sex. It would make me happy, but I'm not craving it. I don't need it. I absolutely, and she was the same way. She's like, look, you know, I love being able to dig inside your mind. More importantly, the fact that you're willing to allow me to dig inside your mind. And we decided, well, fuck, let's go with the second month. Well, that second month, <clears throat> believe it or not, my drive or want to have sex with her completely dissipated. I mean, she literally became an unfuckable object in my mind. It, it put, just to put a tag on it, if you will, she almost became my sister. There was no sexual drive, no sexual lust, no sexual uh, anything towards her. All because of what I was doing on my own. Now, no, I was not jacking off. She was not finger finger banging. There was nothing of that sort. It was literally, while I was at work, my focus and my intent was to be as happy as I possibly could. To create these chemicals of euphoria. So by the time when we actually got together, whew, Jesus, just being around her was that euphoric happy orgasm. Yes, there was no focal point. There was no release of, of sperm. That's not the point. That's just one physical, one minute little aspect of the human being. That's one even smaller minute of the human beings as a couple. Now, when it comes to chemicals, you have to understand there, there is a balance to our bodies. My balance is different than your balance. Yes, as a collective whole, we can say humans generally need to breathe air to live. Yes, that's a collective statement. Uh, you know, humans should have a 2,000 calorie diet, blah, 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 this, that, and the other thing. And then if you're a male, if you're a female, if you're this weight category, this height, this, this ethnicity, there are major categories. But when you literally break it all down to just fucking you, you have to learn your chemical makeup. What is going to literally produce you? to be happy, to be depressed, to do... Yes, that means you have to become a fucking alchemist. 
That means you have to become a goddamn scientist, a neuroscientist. But it's not in the manner of a defeating statement is what it sounds. It's Yeah, if you want to go to college for it, by all means, fucking do it. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I know psychology the way I do. I dug into psychology because I wanted to know how psychology affected me. I wanted to know me. By learning me, I then learned the rest of the world in the category kind of statement. You must know your chemicals. So for me, I know I have to breathe. I know I need food. I know this time I can eat food, this time I don't want to eat food because there are this effects. I know if I have an orgasm on this day, that day, this way, that way, I know if I, you know, cut myself like this, da, 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 da. I have paid attention throughout these last few years of my chemical balance. Now, there are times when, yes, I knowingly do not pay attention to that balance. So that way, when shit does go wrong, for example, I... Uh, struggle with staying hydrated. It is extremely easy for me to be, be to, yeah, excuse me, for me to become dehydrated. I'm talking to the point where literally when I get up, if I do not immediately start drinking fluids, yes, I said fluids. There is a reason for this. I am a coffee fucking addict. I drink coffee 24 fucking seven mixed with a couple bangs and a couple rains. Yes, I have a very expensive hydration habit. But I also know that when I start cramping or I don't have energy, I also know damn well it's my fucking fault. I'm not going to, oh my God, I don't know why I feel that. I do know why I feel this way. I have neglected to properly hydrate myself. Now going back to the orgasm. I don't believe for me personally, I need to have an orgasm every other couple of days. Simply because I know how to chemically induce a state of euphoria. To, to be even more specifically and precise, this episode right here, right now, I am in a state of fucking bliss that I would honestly compare to one, I believe the term is afterglow. Like, literally, I feel energetic with a calm. I feel like I could just fucking, bleh, but I feel a beautiful fucking release because this, this episode is is putting more in focus of the chemicals that I need in order to produce that state of euphoria. So when it comes to depression, that was also something that we had in common. Uh, she had, where I went through months of depression, she went through years of depression. There was an extreme age gap between, I say extreme, Jesus, fuck. <laughs> there was 18 years between us. And so she had had years of depression. She also had a, a, a list of other stuff going on. Um, and we found that depression was a beautiful way to have what we called hate fucking. There was a show that I used to watch. Uh, it had David Duchovny, a whole list of other awesome fucking actors. The show was called Californication. There's a scene in there where David Duchovny, which is his his character's name is Hank. He's watching. He walks into a kitchen, hungover and fucking tore up as hell, and just kind of staring at this TV up on the wall. And this uh, this chef on the TV show, real high pitched fucking voice, just almost annoying. She's talking, being annoying as fuck. And then he just kind of walks up a little bit closer to the fucking TV and goes. And there's uh, Lou behind him, which is a music producer. 
and you you know the 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 camera focuses on Dave and he's looking up and he goes, "You ever just want to punch somebody and fuck them at the same time?" And Lou from the background gets this beautiful little fucking smirk and goes, "Oh, you want a hate fucker? Little hate fucking's good for the soul." <laughs> I still fucking laugh like I had. I'd never heard that before. Depression is a beautiful way for hate fucking because literally, like, I resonated with that because I have had sex on depression to that point and had not understood that it's okay to just straight out fuck. You know, yeah, there's a lot of laundry list of shit that I've had to work through to get to the point of where I was then. But anyway, my point is, is we experimented with it. There were days where she's like, you know, I just don't want to do it because I feel like <clears throat> you're using me for my body. She forced herself to get into the mood, understanding that that's not how I felt, but she just did it. Yes, there was a laundry list of shit that she had to work through. What we found at the end of it was, is... Yes, having sex while being depressed, there is a lot more mental and emotional discussions that we had to have in order to actually have productive sex. And I don't mean productive sex as in repro, repro, Whew. having kids. There we go. We'll say that one. <laughs> she could not have kids and that was not our intent, even if she couldn't. Um, so productive sex while on depression, uh, like for example, when I was depressed, I didn't feel like I loved her enough. And if I remotely did, then that meant we had to make love rather than just bump uglies. And for her, that translated to, I didn't love her enough and I only wanted her for a body, which she knew that was wrong. I knew, or yeah, she knew that was bullshit in her head and we had to talk and work things out. And I believe in relationships that is not done enough. Actually discussing in great detail everything. You know, the topic of everything comes up quite a bit. Oh yeah, we discuss, you know, we have a safe word and this and that. I don't believe that's everything. You know, that's just to me the topical aspect. So sex on depression was actually a very productive and beautiful thing for me. Because it taught me that, yes, there are times where... <laughs> babe, mm -hmm. I want your body and that's the, that's it. Just shut the fuck up and get over here. You know, do that whole little scorpion move. Get over here. <laughs> I don't believe that as men or as women, we have to have an orgasm every other couple of days. Yes, I do believe it throws our chemicals off, but only because we have not sought out how to make ourselves happy throughout the day. So literally, we've trained ourselves to look at sex as that one happy moment where we're not realizing what we're doing is training ourselves to only look at in that moment we can be happy. But the underlying part of that is there is a release of chemicals that actually somewhat helps tip the balance back up, but it's dropped so fucking quick because we are not looking for moments to be happy. So when it comes to depression, period, literally, I understand, believe me, I'm not trying to sit here and tell you to suck it up, buttercup, you're a fucking moron, you're depressed for no reason, no, believe me, I have depression just like as bad. But when it comes down to it, depression is a good thing 
It's a teacher, just like pain is a teacher, just like rape is a teacher, just like murder is a teacher. Everything in life is a fucking teacher. No, I'm not saying rape is a good thing. No, I'm not saying murder is a good thing. But I'm saying if you look at everything as if it could teach you something, what I learned through my depression while being in a relationship was that it taught me how to be more open. It taught me how to trust myself more because let's face reality. We got, we, we broke up. Okay. We, we've been broke up. I knew this breakup was going to, you know, potentially happen only because I did not trust myself. Now this could go so many different directions, but the point I'm trying to make here is while on depression, depression is literally a lack of chemicals within your body. Why not experiment with chemicals? And I'm not talking about drugs or illegal substances. It is a lack of chemicals within your body. So it could be vitamin B, could be vitamin A, could be that you need some more vitamin D, could be that you need some more dopamine, could mean that you need some more serotonin, could mean that you need some more melatonin, could mean that you need some more fucking vitamin whatever. Why not fucking experiment? Yes, you're depressed. Yes, you don't feel like doing shit. Believe me, I understand that. There are days where I don't get out of fucking bed. Literally, I will sleep for 12 plus hours and then lay in bed for another 12 plus hours. Believe me, I know. But nevertheless, I convince myself, okay, goddammit, I've been here for three fucking days, three days. And I know I need to, I don't know. Well, let's start with the basics. I need to hydrate. Okay, so let's get up and have a cup of coffee. Fuck the cup of coffee. Let's drink a cup of water, then get the cup of coffee. You have to be willing to talk yourself into things. You have to be willing to be play doctor. <laughs> In essence, you have to be willing to play doctor. You know, so when it comes to depression and orgasms, I do believe they they almost go hand in hand. Uh, one has to be willing, not one, but both people have to be willing to discuss before, during and after. Yeah, I'm a talker straight up. I'm a talker, screamer through sex. I don't give a fuck who knows it. That's just me. You know, to me, I believe it, it adds value to the connection. But it also adds value to understanding what I'm feeling, what I'm going through. And as well, it allows me to be open and receptive to what she is going through, what she is feeling, how she's doing things, why she's doing things. You know, uh, <clears throat> depression is a beautiful thing if you're willing to learn from it. If not, it's a repetitive thing. And then it does not do or it does not add value within your life. I don't like the fact that I have the depression I do. But I've also understood that the depression I have now is not like the depression I've had before. Because the depression I had before was completely uncontrolled. I had no control over it because I didn't want to take control of it. Your depression, you can take control of. I don't give a fuck what the goddamn pharmaceutical companies tell you. I don't give a fuck how much you pay your goddamn doctor a fucking year. They're not fucking right. You do have control over your body, over your mentality, over your emotions. Even the most mentally fucked up person on the goddamn planet 
has the ability to take control. It is proven. One just has to be willing. And when it comes to depression, like I said, the depression I had a year ago is not like the depression I've got now. I've made leaps and fucking bounds on doing my damnedest to experiment with chemicals that add in my value while I'm going through depression. I truly believe that all of humanity has a form of depression. There are those that manage it so well, they it doesn't seem like they have depression. Like going back with an earlier episode, you know, one person's paper cut is another person's broken arm, you know, in, in comparison to pain tolerance. You know, your pain tolerance is not the same as mine. My love tolerance is not the same as yours. The way I view life is not the same as yours. So when it, when it comes to depression and sex, I definitely say, do it. Experiment with it. You know, it may not, you may not feel it. And even if you don't have sex the first few times, talk about it. Be willing with your partner. Let, you know, explain what you're doing. Look, you know, I heard this fucking sexy motherfucking bear talking about depression. Sex was good. So, baby, we need to talk about this. And like I said, even if all you end up doing is talking, that's great. You, you, you just took a fucking step to better your depression, to take control of your depression. That's what I've got for today. Y'all been awesome. And it's hot as fuck. I'm going to turn my goddamn AC back on. I love you motherfuckers. I really do. And I truly, truly appreciate this fucking experience with you. It's like, literally, I was like, I got up at fucking uh, quarter to 12 today. And went back into bed for like 20 minutes. I'm like, fuck this shit. You know, fuck this shit. I was like, nope. And literally, I got angry. I forced myself up out of bed. And I was disoriented a little bit. And I didn't have coffee. And I was getting ornery. And I'm like, no. No, 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 no. Not going to be ornery. Not going to be ornery. Just going to keep going. I, you know, Even if I have no feeling, I'm not going to allow it to be a negative feeling. So kept going, kept going, kept going. And then... uh like, I got up, like I said, quarter to 12, and I just was like, you know, I've been out and about today, and the more I was out and about, the more I felt good, and by the time I got back here, that's that's literally what I was thinking about was orgasms, and the chemical makeup of an orgasm, what the brain goes through, what my heart goes through, what or not my heart, but my emotions, what my spirituality goes through. It wasn't focused on the physical part, and literally, as soon as I hit record, it's like, Oh, there we go. Right there. Here we are. I appreciate being able to share this fucking experience with you guys. It's been absolutely fucking beautiful. Y'all be awesome. Stay awesome. Bear your beautiful selves to this beautiful world. I love you guys.